0: there's a broader issue at play that we need to touch on first when talking about this issue in Texas. What these once in 100 year events keep making clear is that we know where we are vulnerable. But we don't do anything to make sure we're prepared. Like before this pandemic, we had a pretty good idea of what would be needed. If one were to occur. There were some policy plans written, some warnings issued reports done. But other more immediate things took priority. And so when we got hit with one, our response was negatively impacted by a lack of preparation and investment. Same thing happened in Texas. They knew where their energy grid was vulnerable. There are reports from 2011. Last time they had outages due to freezing weather, warning of what was needed moving forward. What happened this week wasn't a surprise to those involved in Texas's energy infrastructure or those who monitor it the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, which manages the flow of power to Texans, planned for worst case scenarios. Only the ones they planned for really weren't worst case scenarios. They were actually pretty common events. Events that tend to happen once every 10 years. Not once every 100 years. So the question becomes, What's the right balance between spending on something that could happen, but may not happen anytime soon and more pressing immediate needs? Most of the time we go with what's needed now. And and look, that's hard to argue with. But these once in a generation problems seem to be happening more often especially these climate related events. We're seeing once in a generation storms, once in a generation wildfires, once in a generation floods, Now you got a once in a generation freeze. So I think it's probably time to start having discussions on more investments to prevent worst case scenarios. I mean, the cost of these crises are enormous. And in the long run, we'll probably save money by getting ahead of the problem, even if it's a painful check to cut right now. It's just like a house or a car. How many times is it a real pain in the ass to pay for those preventative measures? You don't want to do it. But you do it because if you don't and something goes wrong, it's going to cost even more. It's the same thing with our infrastructure in this country. As for what went wrong in Texas, I thought a recent headline in Bloomberg said it best. In Texas's black swan blackout, everything went wrong at once. These people who are trying to blame everything on one thing or another, they're idiots. They're either ignorant or they're dishonest. There's a couple things that you need to know to really understand how the system failed. First of all, Texas is its own power grid, which I didn't know before this. I'm telling you, reading about all of this, is it's, it's been fascinating. It's horrifying reading about the personal stories of what people in Texas are going through. But just the setup and what led to this failure, it's, it's interesting stuff. So Texas has its own power grid, and they have it set up that way on purpose. They didn't want the federal government pushing down any regulations on them. They wanted to do what they wanted to do. Like in other parts of the country, Florida, for instance, we're connected to a larger power grid. Something happens here in Florida, we can get power from other places, we can make some things work. Texas, they're like on an island. They're on their own. So you've got that going on. And then because there aren't certain regulations, certain things that say Florida power plants, for instance, have to do, including measures to make sure things are able to operate when there's a massive cold spell or when demand goes through the roof, because they're not part of those regulations, they're not part of a grid under the federal government's jurisdiction, they didn't have to do any of that. And that stuff costs money. And they didn't want to spend it. But the problem is, once they got hit with this once in a generation freeze, they needed that stuff. They needed things to prevent their equipment and their instruments from freezing. They didn't invest in any of that. They get hit with this cold spell, and everything stops working. And you've got people sitting in the dark, literally freezing, some freezing to death, wondering what the hell happened. It was a failure on a ton of different levels from planning and preparation to just the policy decisions that were made in relation to Texas's energy setup. Again, failure on every single level. And so that's why when you hear people say Well, the wind, it's not reliable because look what happened in Texas. It all failed when things got really cold. Again, they're either ignorant or they're lying to you on purpose. There's wind turbines in Canada, in Alaska. They have the setup built in to deal with that kind of stuff. They can keep running in the cold. (laughs) It's 2021. Come on. But one thing that did save Texas, and this is where the left goes wrong, one thing that that did save Texas, it could have been a much worse situation there. The fact that their energy supply was diversified, if their energy supply had just been those wind turbines in Texas that didn't have the systems in place to keep them operating in a deep freeze like this, then they really would have been in a world of hurt. But the fact that they did have natural gas, coal, nuclear, these other things, and they had a lot of these other things, you know, wind doesn't make up the majority of the energy in Texas, not even close. Like when Tucker Carlson says into the camera on Fox News, that Texas is totally reliant on windmills. A direct quote. He's literally lying to his own. They are not totally reliant on windmills in any way, shape or form. But let's just say they were. These are the things that you have to think about when you're planning for the future. The fact that they had those diversified energy supplies allowed them to at least prevent the blackout from getting worse. And what really bothered me as I'm watching all of this unfold this week is the attempt to score political points in the middle of a crisis like that. Focus on the people who are literally freezing in their homes, burning furniture for firewood. They got no food. Have you looked at the pictures of the store shelves? It's a disaster. But it became about wind turbines. And then the information wasn't even accurate. And see, this, this goes back to my initial point, more of a big picture point about our decision-making in this country. And and I'm not going to play Monday morning quarterback and say that it was wrong to invest in more immediate needs than these once-in-100-year Type events. That's a hard case to sell to the public. We're going to invest billions and billions and billions of dollars into preventing something that, that may happen, may not. But when it does happen and we don't do that, then we're screwed. Here's another piece. I tell you what, the Texas Tribune has done some fantastic reporting on all of this. And so has Bloomberg, too. Uh this piece is from Bloomberg. Texas was warned it needed to heat pipes, insulate control panels and take other steps to keep producing power mid bitter cold after arctic blasts in 2011 and 1989 and now it's happened again. Here in in Tampa Bay I would say a comparable scenario would be whether or not we should be investing millions and millions of dollars perhaps even billions of dollars depending on the total cost to protect the Tampa Bay region from Category 4, Category 5 direct hit. We've had a couple of close calls over the past couple of years. We've gotten lucky. May not happen. May not happen for another 50 years, 100 years. Who knows? But if it does, are we prepared for the destruction that's going to cause? Not sure that we are but that's the problem that you get into. We've got other pressing needs here in the Tampa Bay area. What do you do? These are tough questions, but I think in this country, we're getting to the point now where it really is time. And that's why I will be, depending on the package that's put together, we'll have to see it all play out, but there really needs to be bipartisan support for an infrastructure package, because we have got to upgrade infrastructure in a big way, make an investment in this country and do it right and prepare ourselves for the next 25, 50, 100 years.